Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Who's Your Caddy, presented by Blatant God. And here's your host, the Chief, Liam and Joey Legs. Okay, guys, I'm going to give you a quick reminder about Polar Golf, an innovative take on golf head covers. Very cool product here. All head covers come with a magnet built into the cover so you can safely store it while you hit your tee shot. Hang it from your irons or from your cart. Doesn't matter. Anything metal it'll attach to. Just simply remove the head cover, place the Polar Golf logo onto any magnetic metal surface, and let it hang while you hit. Polar Golf's head covers not only look great, but help you keep track of your head covers too so you never lose them again. I know that's something I always worry about on the course after I hit, you know, where did the head cover go? Did it fall off the cart? What am I doing with it? Um, so this thing really solves that problem for you. Check them out on Instagram by visiting at polar.golf. That's P-O-L-A-R, like polar bear, or on their website at polargolfusa.com. All right, welcome. Welcome to Tuesday nights with an absolute squadron. We got my man at Romeo the Caddy riding a heater right now. Almost was a big heater last week, if not for a four-foot lip out by Joaquin the Dream. Next up, we got my brother Matty P ripping bogeys. And, of course, last but certainly not least, the lightning rod himself, North Forker 12 in the house. We got the coach live just out of the drive-thru. He's got dinner and he's ready to roll now, giving us a little inside scoop. From the course, he's not there, but he's got an inside source on the grounds at Southern Hills this week for the PGA Championship. Uh, I wanted to. What's up, Coach? How we doing? I know you guys got that text. What's that? I said you guys got that text message. Oh, of course I did. Yeah, we. Oh, we know you got the inside scoop. Uh, I think everyone knows that by now. But this is what we're gonna do. I'm not running through the entire field. We've already done that. We're going we're gonna to look for the hashtag why and try to figure out who's going to be a little bit under-owned. What are, some, what are some midweek narratives that are in play? And what is going on with this weather forecast? Those are the three main things I want to look at. So uh, for those of you that missed it, we'll start with Romeo. Because, uh, yeah, it was a very, very difficult end of the week. But he still lurked in the $5 and just missed out on a massive thirteen grand parlay. If not for a four-foot putt, I hate to bring it up again, Rome, but uh, why don't you just start off telling us where your mindset's at and are you completely fading Neiman after what happened last week? Full, full fade. I, I I mean, you can't shoot two over par at a course where the average was what's fucking like seven, six under. I, I don't I don't like I don't I don't like that round coming into a major. And he also fucked me out of 12 grand, but um, that's besides the point. So, yeah, I, I can't play him. I don't even want to look. I actually watched it again last night because I'm pretty sick. I was li- uh, I was but, literally sick but, for you watching it. I'm sorry about it. Yeah, yeah, what, what are you going to do? But, um, yeah, I and I had a uh, – and I was top 10 for a little while in the, the $5 GPP, um, which was pretty crazy. At, at one point, I thought I could have come away with, you know, ridiculous amount but um yeah i ended up in the 20 i think 26th um i had i had kh lee had james han uh both i mean james han i think was under one percent kh lee was four percent owned um 
had JT, had Spieth. It was, it was a pretty fuck. It was a pretty good lineup. Um, so yeah, it was it was a good week. Pretty pretty uh, pretty happy about that. All right, now, Coach. I know you missed out on a few close calls in the outright market, but but who's the type of player you're looking at? Maybe not maybe not the obvious guys like on DraftKings ten thousand or above, but who who's in like who's in that eight thousand to nine thousand range that maybe maybe we haven't heard too much about, but whose game might fit Southern Hills the way it's going to be set up this week? Uh, well, I I, I do have a speed and a Matthew outright i'm not sure where they lie in DraftKings. i don't really pay attention to any of that until uh the end of the week kind of like tomorrow i based a lot of the stuff that i was looking at on the weather and i I feel like a lot of the betting market uh was really quick to the trigger so to speak on trying to get the best number on certain guys not knowing whether or not there was going to be a, a weather drop. So I, I I took those two guys and obviously uh, I think both Speed and Masayama are in the morning wave. Hello? Yeah, I got to check that. I got the tea times pulled up here. It looks like a lot of the guys are teeing off after after about twelve thirty. Yeah, I guess the I guess twelve twenty five probably the first in the afternoon wave. Um, and it look I mean it looks like most of the most of the elite guys are teeing off in the afternoon on Thursday. I mean Lowry, Brooksy, and Scott's at one o'clock. DJ Cantlay and JT are right after them. Uh, Ram Morikawa and Scheffler are one thirty six. So okay, so I mean, I, I I just feel like in general, usually morning, unless there's some huge front coming through, has a little bit of an advantage. Pristine course, a little bit, a little bit more damp. I don't know how damp it's going to be uh, out in the dust bowl, but um, I'm I don't know. I, I guess I'm I guess I'll have a slight a slight lean towards the morning as of now, but. Uh, what do you think, Matty P? What, what are you thinking about this weather, and, and who are you targeting? Say say that the gusts are going to be upwards of 30 miles per hour at some point in the afternoon on Thursday and Friday. What what are we – are we just going strictly links, Euro experts? Is that what we're thinking here? Well, I think that's one way of going about it because, you know, you have really two, uh, two different perspectives on this. You could go the Lynx Euro route, um, which is, you know, of course, one way of looking at it. Um, you have another way of looking at it as who's a, who's a real red-blooded American coming into the, uh, the breadbasket or the uh, maybe more of oil country down there in, uh, in Oklahoma and who's going to want to, you know, win it for the U.S. Um, you know, for me, again, I, I think – in these situations and with weather, obviously the good players are going to shine. I think this is more about, you know, maybe some of the players that are mid to lower tier. Um, and at that point for me, you know, it's, you got to look at the guys who, who are known to play well in bad conditions, if that's the case. Uh, maybe people who have lurked in some of the tougher, you know, uh, British open championships and things like that. Um, but uh, for for me, you know, it's I don't think the the weather. Maybe this is my amateur quality of it. The weather's not really going to play too much into me because I think 
champions come in rain or shine and they, and they know how to deliver. Obviously it's a different sport in that sense, but um, you know, for, for me, I'd probably lean toward more towards uh, uh, again, people who have that, who, who have, as I think, as you were saying, you know, in terms of the narrative, who needs to win this, right. Uh, and the people who need to win this, they're not going to give a crap if it's, if it's 30 miles an hour winds or 60, you know, there, there's going to be people, going to be people who want to, uh, I know this is a politician's answer, of course, but uh, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be the ones who are going to play better and the wind just not even going to bother them. Right. Find a guy who can hit a nice stinger three iron into the wind and, and you'd be able to stick it on the green. And I, I think you have yourself a, a good shot there, but um, I mean, well, well said. And, and if you think about it, you know, not too many people were on Morikawa last July when he won the open championship, especially after he was talking about the turf issues the week before he goes out there and, and freaking wins the open uh not in the greatest form of all time right now i mean he was runner up at riv nice little correlation but uh who finishes higher this week open question right here morikawa or cam smith who has won the players and nearly won the masters who finishes higher between the two of them whoever wants to take it just cam, cam smith is on the morning slate so i think i agree i think put all my all my bread in the morning basket. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I, I really, I really think it's going to play a role. For right now, it looks like th- it just looks like there's very little wind Thursday morning compared to Thursday afternoon, where it's like steady, almost 20 mile per hour winds with gusts up to something like re- like absurd 40 mile per hour gusts. So I think I'm going. I think I'm in. Definitely in DraftKings, I think, and kind of first-round leader. Obviously, I'm going to target the morning slate. But, yeah, to answer your question, I'm just going to go Cam Smith because of that reason. Coach, what do you, what say you on that one? Cam Smith versus Morikawa, and who else in the morning wave? What are we thinking? Uh, I'll take the morning wave just because of the conditions. And then, um, I don't know, I, I heard Andy Lack say something about top, 30 T to green the week before and both Matsu and speed were, I think two and three, if I'm not mistaken from last week. So. Yeah. I was never much of a Hideki guy up to obviously the masters, but um, you know, Hideki Xander and uncle Tony are going out at seven thirty-eight. I would not be shocked to see Hideki as first round leader. Uh, I mean, Xander's also coming off for a 61 at Byron Nelson, and I mean, Uncle Tony at 7,900, his major record going off in the morning on a long course. Don't forget, Uncle Tony's got a nice third at the Open Championship three years ago, too, so he knows how to play in the wind. Um, That could, I think your first-round leader might come from that 738 slot on Thursday. Be your your tournament winner. Yeah. Um, the more and more I think about it, I mean, it, it's hard to make a case against Hideki the way he's hitting the ball right now. It's, it's scary. It's Plus, scary. he's got that. Uh, I, I was I've been hearing a slight Masters correlation on this one, perhaps. You know, I think I think more than slight. I think Masters for Hideki. I think more than slight. You know, Perry Maxwell consulted on Augusta, and then you know, obviously there was a redesign that went on a few years ago with Gil Hans. Um, 
So Let I me don't ask know. about the redesign, if, if I may. You know, with the as obviously there's some people from Oklahoma State that are playing in this and, and whatnot, and then obviously that's gonna you know they might have that home field advantage there. But when was the you know I probably should have looked at this beforehand, but was any of the people still in school playing at this course while they were before it got redesigned? And, and does the redesign make that much of a difference from maybe where it was earlier? Uh, that's actually a great question, and I don't know the answer to it. Uh, do either of you guys know, Coach or Rome, what exactly, what year the, the renovation was completed? Uh, I don't know the year. I did. I remember Andy Lack saying something about it on his pod, but um, the one thing that took from some of the interviews that I saw today and yesterday, uh, Tiger was asked how many drivers he would hit, and he said he would hit a lot. Yesterday. Which, yeah, so that, that was one thing that I took. I'm going to listen to all the interviews just because I feel like me as a, like I get into the whole golf industry and like, I, like I get what they these guys are saying and, and understand a lot of what they're looking for and what, you know? Yeah. Um, I would say that a lot of the interviews is one thing that I would get a lot of information from and uh, will be helpful with a lot of your selections. Yeah, I tried to listen to a bunch of the pressers, uh, you know, today. And I'll tell you what, at first I was thinking Tiger was going to take the old 2006 Hoylake approach and just rip two irons off every tee. But it does seem like you're going to have to hit driver a decent amount. And part of that redesign was rerouting a lot of the and just taking out a lot of the big trees on, you know, in the rough off the fairway. So uh, the other thing that everyone's talking about is around the green game. And, Maddie, you know, you mentioned the Augusta correlation. The runoffs off these greens are going to be tricky, which is kind of the only thing preventing me from doing the full Victor Hovland hammer because everything else makes sense to me. Now, he can take out that around the green issue by just peppering every single green in regulation. Uh, but besides that, you know, Era, a guy that you were on last week, Kuchar, third and around the green, as is another one of your buddies, Matty Jones, uh, Matt Jones could be a sneaky guy. Remember, he won the Honda Classic last year in a complete win shit show. Uh, don't know that he really has the ilk of a game to stick around with some of these other guys. But, I mean, if you're talking about 30-mile-per-hour Gus, man, just strictly have Gus experts. You know, Ryan Palmer, I know Coach is going to give me shit about this. But uh, let's not forget, this guy led both Texas tournaments uh, midway through Saturday the last – month so i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna tell me and he's also going off at 738 uh where is he at seven he actually he's going out right before them that's actually that's this pairing 705 uncle ryan palmer cousin bobby mcintyre and Stormin alex norin three wind experts and they're not even gonna have to face it i mean they're going out at 705 they're gonna have to face it friday afternoon but it seems like thursday is gonna be worse so um yeah very interesting there very interesting what about taylor gooch let's talk about the gooch meister for a second because i saw his presser yesterday he said he's played the course you know a couple dozen times obviously went to osu he's the only born and bred oklahoma in the field uh and he he got absolutely i'm not gonna say shafted because we don't know you know that it's gonna be his advantage to play with some of the upper tier guys but he was put with some absolute no-name guys that I've never even heard of. 
and, and he's one of the, I mean, if you look back six month form, Taylor Gooch is, is one of the better players in the world. Uh, shockingly. So what do you think, Romeo? Do you think that's going to play in his favor? Kind of the, the FU mentality of, of getting shafted from a, a featured grouping? I don't, I don't know how the grouping will really affect him, but um, it seemed like you really want like, – I think he ended the press conference with, like he, he said something along the lines of, he, he, um, let, let the wind blow and I'll be pretty comfortable here. So um, he kind of – you know, he's – so used to these conditions and um, and DraftKings. I mean, seventy four hundred is pretty cheap for a guy that. Um, I I I'm, I just worry that it may be too big, it may be too good to be true, um, for Gooch to actually win here. Um, I do I think he can actually. I, I think he's got the pedigree to actually win a major, um, but this one it may be too good to be true being so close to home and he's going to have a lot of family here. There may be uh, a little bit more pressure um, for him to compete here, but I love Gooch Friday round matchup. Uh, I agree. Thursday could be tricky. He's early afternoon. He's like right around noon. Um, those, those jitters are going to be there on the front for sure. Um, but I love him on a bounce back spot, no matter what happens Thursday. And then I don't know, coach, we lost you for a second, maybe, but if you can still hear, uh, you might know this better. Well, you will know this better than us. Have you ever been in a situation on a guy's bag who's playing, you know, a home game situation? And, and how do you think that affects his mindset? Is, is it helpful more so being that he's familiar with the territory or is it more of a detriment uh, because there's a lot of extra pressure in terms of family tickets and so forth? I, I would flatter in that because just because of the pressure on him. Um, I mean, not to beat a dead horse here, but uh, when I was caddying for Snow or the next event we were supposed to caddy in, or I was supposed to caddy in, was uh, in Dallas, and he ended up missing the cut. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of it is uh, built-in noise. You know, your home home event, you know, but... That's just my opinion. What do you think, Maddie? I was going to say to agree with you on that. I mean, how many times do we fall into the, you know, Admiral Akbar, Admiral Chalk Bar? It's a trap situation, you know, when, when we're like, oh, well, this is, uh, you know, we're in uh, Pont Revere Beach or something. So this is so-and-so's home course. Hammer him. And then, you know, you look at him and he, you know, he made the cut and then, you know, shot, you know, six over on Saturday. I mean, can I name a specific time? No, but I'm I sure it's going to It Jeez, was Willie Z time. last week. Willie Z fucked a lot of people, including yeah, me. Last week. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So it's it, it's recent memory. I mean, that actually might even answer the first question that you asked me, which is, do you go with the hometown heroes or do you go with the British ball strikers? You might have to go with the British ball strikers because a guy like Taylor Gooch, like you said, sometimes the pieces fit a little bit too good in the home field advantage. Um Got a new chalk one for this week. Uh, we're gonna have to call Scotty Hansen for the Chocto box, um, you know. And uh, I think he's gonna be all up in that. So uh, you know, make sure you're uh, hitting the erasers, getting all the chalk out, so that you're playing a little bit more contrarian. 
go with some of the British guys. I'll tell you a guy who's going to be a little bit contrarian, unless you're a guy like Romeo, who uh, you know almost called up uh, the adoption center and got him, a, got him, a, you know, as a new son. Thomas Peters, I saw, was in the field out there. I thought you know, about it. A guy, a guy who you guys are all over, and and maybe it's his time to break out. You know, what what do you think on that, Rome? No, I I, I can't play. I can't play Thomas Peters anymore. I mean, no, he, he's, he's just fucked up right now. You can't play him, unfortunately. Although he fits the course great, but he's just playing terribly. He, I think he was like twenty over his last event. Romeo's doing the Daniel Plainview. I've abandoned my child right here. You know, I'm poor Thomas Peters. Yeah, Peters I tell you what, though, a guy like in these conditions, I kind of like a guy like Russell Knox. Who, oh, who, don't do it to me. I can't. who actually like. Not to obviously, I don't. I don't think he win here, but with these conditions, look at every, look at every, like the last like five events that like has ridiculous wind. Um, I think just the players he he was in the top ten. Obviously, he's from around Jacksonville area, but he actually his strokes gained on like really windy courses. Um, he he definitely gained strokes on the field. Um, you can you can look it up. But uh, oh, you're 100 percent right about I, that. Actually, I, I don't, I don't hate like a guy like that. Um, I can't do it. I can't do it. Me neither. I can't <laughs> do it. Well, I'm not gonna. I'll tell you. It's I'm more of a little sprinkle. Kings, I'm a little sprinkle. <laughs> a little sprinkle. What do you got, Coach? No, I said I would take Robbie McIntyre. Top. Scottish I was just player. gonna say another Scottish cousin, but a little bit longer. Um, you know, in terms of off the tee game. Yeah, Bobby Mack <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Also, Augusta has played well there yeah, two years in a row now. Yeah, I like him. I like him. Uh, there's actually two other guys, if you want to enter the sicko range. Uh, two guys, I'll give you two guys right now, um, that have won overseas in windy conditions, are in pretty good form. And I don't think either will be over 5% on the first is HV three who was in the final pairing at Beth page with Brooksy and shit himself and shot an 81. He won the Australian open back in 2019. Uh, and then an Australian himself, Min Woo Lee, who we were talking about before the podcast, 6,700 uh, went out and tied the front nine record at Augusta on Sunday and won the Scottish Open this past July, right before the Open. Uh, his so sister those... just won too. <laughs> What's that? I said his sister just won too. He he, he his posted sister, something yeah. on uh, his, his Instagram. Yeah, she's she's a very good player. Um, so those those are two guys kind of down there that I don't think they're going to be that highly owned. But like Barner's having a great year overall. One overseas, uh, and I think he's going to kind of be seeding to get back. Like, if you told me Varner won this, I wouldn't be shocked. I really wouldn't, um, especially if it's a shit show in the wind. We've seen it before. Look at some of the guys that have won this tournament. Sean McKeel, even Keegs, our boy. I mean, there there have been a lot of no-name, in quotes, guys that have won this. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked at anyone this week, really. What do we think? Who's the biggest long shot? I that love could the H3 play this week. Love. Not ex- exactly sure why. I think he was one of those guys that I always don't want to play oh, in a major, and then he ends up like, or even don't want to play an event, and then he comes back and does something. Great pick. 
And uh, yeah, I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the hammer on him this week, Chief. Putting the hammer. Yeah, let's go. Give it, give me, give me the hammer. What about, uh, what about the Kiwi? What about the Kiwi, Ryan Fox? He's pretty long. He knows how to play in the wind. He's, he's riding a heater right now. It's a good DPB play. Uh, let's just say I'm not going to Home Depot for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, yo, Ara, you mentioned him early on. I know Mayo also mentioned him quite early, but uh, he's in good form. He's in really good form. You know who else is? This was this was the sicko special. Davis, fucking Riley. Oh my God, can this guy putt? He is putting out of his mind right now. Yeah. And, he's long. Uh, he's very long. Yeah. Look at some easier tournaments. I don't know if he's ready for, you know, PGA championship field, but um listen, he lost promising he lost, future. He lost, a, he sure. lost a copperhead. He lost to Sammy Burns on that 30 foot putt Valspar. That that's a tough course. Not not a tough tournament, but a tough course. Look, yeah. let me ask you, what is what do you think about Brooks this week? Um, I know it's, you know, in terms of like, you know, we talk about a lot in terms of football and basketball, betting the revenge narrative and whatnot. You think there's a little bit of a revenge narrative now that Phil's gone to the dark side and, uh, you know, Brooks came in runner up last year. I know there are two different courses in two different parts of the country, but it is still the same event. And I mean, Brooks does usually clean up at majors typically. Um, you think this is where he comes back just to kind of take it to Phil a little from last year? Um, interesting. No, what do you think, Coach? All right. you, think, you, you don't think so. Romeo, you don't think so? Coach, what do you think? Uh, I, I heard a couple pods today, uh, this morning, saying uh, that he was grabbing his groin on the range. Oh. I don't know how weird that sounds, but um, that there might be a lingering injury. Obviously, we, I don't know that, but I did I did hear a pod, the 73rd hole, I think, pod was the one that I heard. And they, they do like a um, a daily pod uh, for the majors from what, I, what I've seen. And uh, that was one thing that they mentioned yesterday, that they, they watched hit balls and uh, said that struggling to like kind of warm up and then he was hitting the ball fine. But me, I, like he's a total fade for me. Yeah, I didn't love his body language in the presser today. Obviously, he got locked out of his car. Um, maybe I'm taking it a little bit too far, but, you know, I, 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 I think. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. This guy's talking about, Coach is talking about groin injuries, Adam Schefter yeah. level reporting, and your reasoning is he got locked out of his, his car. That's not even my, that's not even the narrative. That's just a side. Yeah, that's just like a side thing. Um, the narrative is that uh, Jenna is up his ass playing this wedding. And I listen, Rob and Drew and Romeo laughed at me when I told you to fade Morikawa at the players. I'm going through it right now myself. My beautiful fiance is right inside. When you're playing the wedding, that takes your mind off of golf. I'm I'm just saying, I'm just saying, be very careful with guys that are on the verge of getting married. Uh DJ already got married, so I think he'll be fine. Also, I don't think he gives a shit about anything once he's on the course. Um didn't Morikawa almost win the Masters though? I think I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the players, though. I'm talking about the players. Yes. Yeah, he did almost um, So, I don't know. That's just another thing thrown in. Matty, your point about Brooksy last year, he had the Fu Manchu going, I think, at Kiowa. Another difficult, windy course. I don't know how similar it is. I know Rome, you played there. 
Um, and also Louie, we haven't even mentioned him. He was also lurking at almost every major last year, including Kiowa. Uh, but I don't love him right now. He's not in great form. And I also don't like the bad juju of the Saudi tour with him. That's going to be problematic, I think. Uh, I'm going to be off Louie this week. I don't mind that at all. Yeah. He's Actually, I bet Louie uh... – I only bet him top five because he's not going to win, but he'll, he'll be there Sunday if, if, or he'll withdraw on Friday. So, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty, I don't, I just don't see anything else happening. You know, either he's going to compete on Sunday or yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll be done Friday morning. So that's the kind of bet I like, you know, just, you know, it's, it's pretty straightforward. What, uh, what about Bryson? He said he felt pretty good today. Nice course fit, but I don't know. I also hate that pairing uh, with with Ty Hatton and Homa. I, I don't. I think worse for. I mean, I was looking for reasons to play Ty Hatton. I feel like Bryson's just going to drive him nuts if he even tees up. But I also sort of feel like Bryson might do a last minute Paul Casey and just withdraw. He said he's going to wait till Thursday morning. So be very careful if you're going to play him. Um, Coach, you got the scoop. What do you? What do you? Yeah, what's the scoop on Bryson? No, but no, but I could find out. Um, and I'll let you guys know, but uh, from what I saw today on Twitter, or actually the last two days, is that he was going to show up, and then he said he felt fine. And I, I don't trust it, dude. It was like he's got a swing of golf club in his hand that he just had surgery on. <laughs> Give me a break. Uh, I, saw, I think he posted something that his his swing speed is up. No, I think he said that he can still hit one eighty easily. You know, thank God. You know, even with even with the ripped up hand. Good job. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Extremely contrarian, though, and he's got the—he's got a good morning tea time. Yeah, Absolutely. I may fuck it. I, I may even—I may even play him in a couple lineups. It's a good course for him. Wing yeah, foot. Good, wing foot. He has a good drive. Yeah, wing foot. I mean, if he has a—if he could just have a good driving week, I think—I think he can. Uh, if he—I mean, he starts out. If he has a good Thursday round before the win comes. Fuck it. They're like two percent owned. Speaking of Wingfoot, Willie Z obviously was sixth there, and the fifty-four hole leader has shown some signs of life. But Matthew Wolf is teeing off very late, and I don't know what to do with him. I think he'll be very low owned. It's a very dangerous GPP play only. Is there anything that gives us confidence that the Wolf doggy will howl? Once again, in the hills of Tulsa, what do we think? I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see it. No. Uh, the problem is that he can't put four rounds together right now, and I'm rooting for the kid. I just don't. There, there's just too many guys. There's too many guys that are in form right now, especially if it's going to be a win fest. There's just so many guys. How about the Irish Bear, Shane Lowry? Love him. Uh, he's really hitting the ball well. He spoke about it, what was it, a couple tournaments ago, just how he's he just loves hitting a low ball. I mean, like that's what he grew up doing in Northern Ireland, and he loves he just loves this type of game. He's been really close. He was, I mean, I think it was wasn't he third at um, at the Masters? I'm pretty sure he's he's been right there. Love him. Yeah, him and him and Fitzy too. Fitzy's gonna. Fitzy is he's way gonna hit a lot of he's gonna hit nice. a lot of fairways for you this week and um 
So it's, it's, it's always good to play from the fairway at a, at a course like this. So I we saw, really we, saw we saw it live in person at Shinnecock the way Fleetwood flatted that ball down real nice, and he's been playing a lot better lately. I think Fleetwood and Fitzy would be peppered significantly. Yeah, I heard uh, Andy Laxpod. Uh, I actually watched. I actually listened to it twice today, and he mentioned Shinnecock being a comp, Augusta being a comp. Um, Colonial be a comp, and a lot of the same names matched up on those leaderboards, which I looked up today. So yeah, it was a good podcast. Um, I'll have to get him on one day, maybe. But Berger, another guy that's lurked at both of places. Uh, Shinnecock is like the pinnacle of firm, like greens that are actually hard. So uh, that's interesting to see if that will be kind of how they have this course ready for Thursday. If it's going to be played that firm, I feel like PGA championships though are pretty fair. I don't think they go, I feel like historically they don't, you know, dry, dry out the course, even though with this wind that's going to come, I think that's going to, it's going to dry it out a good mound. But I, I always think PGA championships are pretty fair compared to like a U.S. open where they, they just want fucking carnage. Um, so that'll, that'll be kind of interesting, interesting to see come like, I guess you won't really know until like Wednesday, you know, what players expect the course to play like. Um, yeah, I got, I, I agree. I remember that day at Shinnecock, I had a splitting fucking headache and it took us about three hours to get home on the train back to, back to Nassau or wherever we were going. We were going back to Huntington, I guess. But, um, that was a nightmare. Anyway. All right. A couple more guys. And we'll get out of here. What are we doing about Kokrak at 7,300? That guy has won three times on Bentgrass and is going to be heading overseas to the Middle East quite soon. Do you think, do you think he has the – do you think he could pull this off? Again, guys like that have won this tournament. I mean, that could be very sneaky. I don't know how he is in the wind, though. That's the only thing. But besides that, uh, he fits this, this course pretty well. Uh, I mean, if we're in that 70 mid – if we're in that mid – 7k range right there um you know i don't know if i'm going with the co-cracking um i am curious about somebody else you always talk about playing people back to back on the DraftKings board um you know i guess i forgot what the exact thing was but are we too far in the midwest for cousin billy out here um or you know i know he's he's a southeastern boy but was in terrific form earlier this year Kind of dropped off a little bit, but you know he's a guy where he's like, ah, you know what? This this the PGA Championship. That's a that's like a Billy Horschel major right there. Um, but you know, again, I, I feel like he's more of a Florida swing, you know, Carolinas type guy. I don't know. What 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 are we thinking if we go back to back on him and Uncle Gooch right next to him? I love it. I love it. Uh, Billy Ho won in Austin, not too far away, and he's lurked there twice. I know it was match play, but still plays great there. Uh, knows how to play in the wind. Play, played in plenty of wind in Florida. I think there's a shit ton of Bermuda grass in the rough here. So I, I'm i totally fine with Billy. That's another guy. You know, Eric, you mentioned it before. Uh, guys that are just having good years overall, they could just have a great week. Seamus, famous Seamus Power, another Irishman who knows how to play in the wind. Hollywood Tom, Hoagie. Tom Hoagie, the TCU Horn Frog. Uh, again, these par fives. I said it in our chat today. You're not getting there in two. Hoagie with the wedge in his hand is fucking deadly. 
be very careful with him. Um, Noted. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't trust anybody else with a wedge in hand right now. Except for maybe uh, maybe Russell Knox. <laughs> <laughs> and with, this, with this wind, we'll, we'll see. Right, I wish he had an early tee time, though. He's going to be I'm, – I'm really pretty – I might just go all in on the Thursday a.m. wave. I don't know, especially in DraftKings and Sawgrass, and then you'll be completely fucked. But I'll give you another guy who is a great shit weather player, Coach. You know this, you know it, Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler <laughs> loves to put on the wing gear. Come on now, <laughs> you can't play him. You know, yeah, I can't play him. Just he had a T eight at Kiowa in, in just a shitty form, probably worse form. Think he had a T twenty last time out. Careful. Your engagement narrative, doesn't Ricky have like a small child now or something, or he just had a kid, or, or is that an older picture? Am I completely bugging? No, I think he does he's have a kid. kid. I think he's got a kid. Is that That's another narrative you got to play is the sleeplessness from, you know, a newborn baby. I think Rom was on that narrative last year for a little while, you know. Guy was off his game a little bit, then came back and wanted to win it for the kid. You know, so it, it all depends on what age the, the you know your kids are. But uh, you know, that's gotta take into effect at some point. Yeah, Rob, I, I don't know. Ricky's kids could be two or twenty-seven. I don't think he, I don't think he's winning this major. But Rob uh, had the baby like one day too uh, too late because he came out and shot like sixty-five, I think, on Sunday at Augusta. But uh, uh, Romeo, you mentioned him before. Just had a kid yesterday, Lahiri. Played pretty well in the wind in Sawgrass. Come on now. What? Nah, he can't do it, right? He can't. I don't really see him as a Midwestern lurker. I don't, I don't know, but maybe. He, he just had a kid, though, last week. I don't know. It might be too soon. Another guy that he, he hits a lot of fairways. And he actually played He played great great at uh, the Wells uh, – was it Wells Fargo two weeks ago? So, I mean – and that was pretty tough condition. That was really tough conditions, and he battled. Uh, but – in a major, though, probably not. Um, but did, yeah, did he play great? He also played great at the PGA Championship, right? Uh, so those are two extreme. Like those are tough conditions for players. Go ahead, coach. It was the players. It was the players. Yeah, at the players, Lahiri, Lahiri, Lahiri almost got in a playoff after Cam put the ball in the water on eighteen. He was one shot away from it. Um. All right, a few more guys at the end. I mean, I could do this all night, but what about this? Was the guy I had an insane two hundred to one at Augusta, Mackenzie Hughes, sixth at the Open Championship last year, also held the share of the lead at Torrey Pines at the U.S. Open. So two out of the last four majors, the guy's been in the top six going into Sunday. Um, not very long, but very good in the wind. Will pepper fairways. What do we think as a top twenty market? Mackenzie Hughes, sixty six hundred. What do we think? I have him one hundred fifteenth in the field in the wind. So, um, yeah, I don't think he's been really playing great. I probably, I don't think I'm going to play him. He looked pretty good his last time out, though. He played I mean, well at the Wells Fargo. He, he had a, uh, he came in ninth place. Um, besides that, he's been missing a lot. He's been missing a lot of cuts. Recent, um, recently you're talking about because i mean he did have a top six at the open so obviously he knows how to play in the wind but just right now you're saying he's not in the best form not not in great form now what about uncle patrick harrington 
Oh my God. Coach, <laughs> I, I got a lineup from Romeo a couple of days ago with Patty Harrington at 6,100. I almost shit myself. But hey, top hey, five. As long, <laughs> top everybody five, as long as we're in the, uh, everyone wants to talk about as long as we're the get your stomach pumped Pepto Bismol uh, set action of the uh, of, of the DraftKings board here at 6,400. Got a guy who is on a little bit of a heat streak, not going to lie. Um, they kind of crapped out at the Wells Fargo. Big country, Troy Merritt. Troy Merritt. Let's go. Top top 20 market, Troy Merritt. This fucking guy loves playing in the Midwest, usually on easier courses like the John Deere. But he's played great the whole year. He, I mean, this guy, we've also seen him work I mean, at If you're an amateur like I am that doesn't know shit golf betting, um, you, all you have to do is look at the fantasy points per game, you know, where he's going, you know, 80, 91, 84, 54, a little bit of a drop off. But, you know, he took a week off. He was practicing and he's going to be right back in it. Um, did that work last week with, you know, cousin Sean Norris? No, he missed the cut. But, you know, I think we're talking about two different players here between uh, between cousin Troy and uh, our, our other former cousin across the pond. I'll tell you what. I don't know which pond it would be, but some I'll pond. Tell you what, same price. I'm not going to play him, but he just won the Valero. JJ Spawn, 6,400. Uh, interesting. Interesting guy. Mad Dog Mitchell, I wanted to play, but very, very late tea time. And really prefer him on Bermuda. I really do. Um, a lot of people are going to play Lanto and Hadwin. I don't think I'm going to play either of them. What, what are we thinking? Kanaya's down there, too. He's pretty good. Oliver Becker and Ryan Fox, two guys to keep an eye on. Oh, Becker's riding a freaking heater also right now. Um, the only thing, though, is he's really never played in – I don't know if he's even played in a major. He might have as an amateur. But, you know, Ryan Fox has played in several majors. So I, I would I would side with Fox over Becker. But Becker has a very bright career ahead of him. Um, I read up a little bit on him this week. He's very, very impressive kid. Let's see who else. Hey, I Romeo, want to bring up one, one. Wait, wait, sorry. Maddie, one, 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 one last name right. here while we're going from the sicko special down to the Clorox special, which is uh, I was looking at here and I was just looking at the bottom of the list. And obviously, you know, big news has been out. Phil has, uh, you know, is 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 going to be absent in this tournament. And you look at the six at six thousand. I think he's the second to last guy on the list is a guy named Paul Dickinson. And for me, yeah. it just I, I don't know who he is, but it just sounded like a fake name. Like Phil's gonna enter this with like a mustache, Bobby Valentine style, like when he got ejected <laughs> and like that. And they're gonna be like, that that's not wait, is that Phil? No, I can't be. And then they're gonna see, you know, he's he's, he's gonna wear the he's gonna have his shorts on one day. They're gonna see the calves and be like, ah, it's Phil. He snuck he snuck in that that son of a bitch. <laughs> I love it. Bobby Valentine special from Uncle Phil. Holy shit. I wouldn't be shocked. I, I, Phil, Phil is beyond reproach. The bio is coming out this week. I can't wait to read it. Uh, Romeo, one more for you. It came out there. I got I to pre-order it. All right, ready? 6,200. Dean the Dream Burmeester straight from South Africa. What do you think, Romeo? Kenny T20. He can't. I mean, I, I mean, these Euro guys. I agree. If you look at past majors, a lot like you might get like, like maybe one uh, guy coming from the Euro Tour in the top thirty. Um, I'm talking like full time. Uh, you have to be riding a pretty special 
heater. Um, so I mean, he, I don't think I don't think he's. I I I rather play Ryan Fox than Dean as of right now. That's kind of where I'm at with, or I or like you said earlier, uh, Min Wu Lee. I kind I, I I like that play a lot actually. So, uh, but yeah, Dean, I, think, I, I think mean, I'm fucking peppering Min Wu. I think I have to do it. it. Makes too much sense. Too much sense. Augusta, Australia. There's overall skill set. I like him. Kevin Na. Right, here we go. Kevin Na. I I put in a, like a five dollar outright on him months ago. That's all I'm gonna have. I I can't do it. I can't do it. Not on DraftKings. He's just he's not long enough. I mean he's he's a gamer and and he'll show up, but I don't know. I also don't like him really. So I, I don't want to really root for him. <laughs> I want to I want to root for uncles. He's not a family member. He's not on the tree. Uh, so I, I want to root for I want to root for Uncle Ryan Palmer, and those guys. All right, let's go. We're gonna pick we're gonna pick the winner, and we're gonna pick dark horse for T five down the board. Um, let's start with uh, Matty P. Ripping bogeys. Would we give us the winner? And give us a dark horse that will lurk into T five range. I think I think Hideki's going to win this, um, and I yeah. think that in terms of the dark horse, looking tough call. Um, but I I think I got to go with uh, where we were looking at before. I mean, it's more of a sicko special, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna I'm gonna a little pepper a little uh, Troy Merritt in the mix. Okay, Troy Merritt, absolutely insane. I love it. Um, all right, Coach, who do we got? Who is the who is your outright? We didn't even mention we didn't even mention Team Cantlay. Is that is we didn't mention Tiger either in this in forty minutes, which is crazy. <laughs> did we not? Mention, I don't know. Did we not mention Tiger? I, Tiger definitely has T ten upside. Well, we did. We we did mention him briefly. But what do you think? Is Cantlay going to finally get the the Wanamaker Trophy, or who is it going to be? And, and give us a dark horse. Oh uh, shit! We lost coach. We lost coach right at the moment of, of truth, as Hemingway would say. With timeout, I think he's still talking, but we lost him. We lost him. <laughs> oh, he's on mute. Timeout, coach. We lost you there. We 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 need you to redo that. Redo that monologue, please. That's all right. Um, no, I have Spieth and Sheffler outright, and then I obviously have Cantlay. I put that bet in like four months ago. Uh, I bet him at every major. Uh, I think he's just the pedigree is there. And from what I've been hearing throughout the industry the last two days is that first-time major winners usually win here. So I'm going to say Cantley wins. And my dark horse, shit. Um, you know you want to say Cam Young. I know oh. I do. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go Cam Young again. Okay, very good. I can see that. Um, all right, Romeo. New York. Who's gonna do it? New York represent. Who's gonna Who's gonna Who's gonna win this week? I mean, give me Hideki by three strokes. Whoa! And then uh, Hideki pick. Holy shnikes! A dark dark horse guy yeah. that's gonna just keep it in the fairway, hit greens, good short game. 
He's been kind of MIA for the last year and a half, but Francesco Molinari finally, Whoa. you know, has a good week, has a good major week, and you'll probably oh, see him. No. The, you'll probably see him in the top ten come Sunday. Holy shit, that's an insane wow. ball! All right, I love that. Absolutely love that. Um, all right, I think you know mine. If you read my article, I'm not going to really change it. Uh, I think that the Varn Doggy HV3 is going to be lurking. Uh, I'm warming up a lot more to Min Woo Lee. Davis Riley, I mentioned, maybe he's not ready yet. Uh, but for months, I, I really did think that Victor Hovland, it was time step. And I still do. And I do think that either him or Speed are the two likeliest winners of this tournament. But uh, you mentioned first-time major winners. A guy that's been there a lot, was third in the match play. Phenomenal ball striker, arguably a top three ball striker in the world, I would argue. And has the game around these sort of greens, if you believe in the correlation to Augusta, to succeed here. Uh, I would not be shocked if Corey Connors figured out a way to win this tournament. I know it's a little crazy, and I'm not even a Corey Connors guy. But everything that we've talked about of what's going to work here, uh, he does. So if we want to talk about a guy a little bit down the board as a dark horse, I, I think he definitely could do it. So that'll, that'll be my pick uh, a little off the wall. But all right. Love talking to you boys tonight. Any final thoughts uh, about this tournament? I guess we'll, we'll check in on the, the Twitterverse tomorrow and see if we get any new injury or wind updates. But besides that, uh, what else? Anything else? Any final, final thoughts? <clears throat> I would just say Patty freaking Harrington. Just Let's saying. go. Okay. All right. That, First round uh, leader. Sicko special. No. Come on. First round. <laughs> hey, I'm, he's in the early. He's in the early. Uh, early tea time Thursday. He catches a hot putter. He's got a good short game. He probably won't make too many birdies. He, I could see him going five under Thursday. Why not? Hundred fifty to one. First round who's leader. Who's going to be the winning score at this thing? If if Hideki's going to win by three, Rome, who's 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 going to be? Uh, what what what's it, what's his final score going to be? Uh, he'll be around twelve under. First two days. First two, said- first two days are going to be tough, um, and then Saturday and Sunday the wind the wind's going to die down a little bit. So, I think they're I think they're going to there'll be some good numbers over the weekend. I mean, the last swing that Hideki took was almost the exact same one that he took at the Sony, a nutted three-wood to four feet on the 18th hole at Byron Nelson. So, uh, yeah, this could be a situation like Brooks where Hideki gets like two or three majors within a two-year span. Definitely could happen. I sort of think it will be a first-time winner. As much as, you know, speed with the Grand Slam and, and Hovland would be great, uh, I, I kind of think it will be a first-timer this year with the wins. And just everything else, there's so many good players. It could be Willie Z. Really didn't mention him. Could be Sammy Burns. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm absolutely pumped. I think it's going to be a serious tournament. Tony Fina, never know. The Prophet, who knows? Who knows? But, um, all right, boys. God I'm going to break the internet with this prediction here. We're going to find out. Good boy Victor and Elon Musk are long-lost cousins. I don't know why. I just like to look at both of them. I see sort of a resemblance between the two. And they're always both kind of staring off into space thinking. So, good luck, Victor. Good luck, Elon. God bless America. Let's spark one up for uh, Uncle Elon and Cousin Victor this week. Thank you, boys, for joining me tonight. 
and uh, we will we will see you later. B O L B O L to all. Yeah, well. Later, boys.